Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. My name is Jane Atkinson. Many of you know me as the author of the Wealthy Speaker 2.0, but you might not be aware of our latest book entitled The Wealthy Speaker Daily Success Planner and Journal. Uh, for me, this is one of the most exciting products that my team and I have ever produced because I can see people building momentum by using it every single day. It, you know, it's something that you have the material of the Wealthy Speaker 2.0 and you're taking that all in, but then what do you do on a daily basis? And so we are actually setting it up, setting you up for success. And we even have a Facebook group now for, uh, the Daily Success Planner. So if you are interested, those of you who already own it, please go out and join us. Uh, we're just getting started on a 30-day challenge, which is going to be really fun. Uh, just all you need to do in Facebook is put in the exact name of the journal and you will find us. So I want to give a shout out to our beautiful, beautiful tribe who are leaving comments. A lot of the comments come to me directly. Um, but I do would love it. Let's say you're listening on Stitcher or you're listening in iTunes. We'd really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review. That is what's going to help us get found by more and more people, especially on iTunes. I think there's so many podcasts out there. They're doing a great job. A lot of um, really amazing shows that I've been listening to on the treadmill and in the bathtub. What a great way to use your time when you are kind of doing things that uh, might be not business related. Um, our topic today is one that I think is just growing in power and it's just going to keep getting more and more powerful. We're going to be talking about LinkedIn. Uh, many of my clients are seeing tremendous results getting business, building long-term relationships using LinkedIn. I bet many of you already have a LinkedIn account. I suspect that that's uh, something that's a bit of a no-brainer. But one thing I did uh, notice is that when we were at this session that I uh, attended on LinkedIn at a convention recently, many people did not know their password, which showed me that they were not actually using LinkedIn. So I want to make sure that A, uh, you're using it if it works, and we'll talk about that in a second, and B, that you had the tools to actually take a little deeper dive into it. So I invited Jennifer Darling, who was the leader of that session, uh, to be on the podcast here with us today. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you, Jane. I'm really excited to be here and share some incredible knowledge on using LinkedIn to get more customers. Well, uh, Jennifer comes to us from Sacramento, California, where no doubt she's looking out her window <laughs> at some beautiful, moderate temperatures. And meanwhile, we're up here in Canada <laughs> and the snow just keeps piling higher and higher up on the windows. Um, so thank you for taking the time for being with us. Let me give everybody just a little uh, intro on you, Jennifer. Jennifer works with organizations who want to connect with, engage with, and activate their customers to increase sales. She, she has over 20 years of experience in sales, marketing, and management for media companies working for TV station affiliates such as Fox, NBC, CBS, and Comcast. She is an expert in using LinkedIn to fill your funnel with prospects and get more customers, which is exactly what we <laughs> need today. Yay! Thank you. 
you, Jennifer, Yay, for being here. And I love that your here. podcast helps people in so many ways do that. It's oh. incredible. Well, um, you know, so let's just establish who exactly should be taking more notice of LinkedIn because there may be the odd person in our listenership who says, well, my customers just really aren't on LinkedIn and that's okay, right? I mean, who are we actually going to find out there? You know, the thing about LinkedIn that's really cool is that you are going to be finding and connecting with and you can search for corporate meeting professionals, uh, speaker bureaus and associations, and also decision makers. So depending on what kind of market that you're speaking to, yeah. those are the three main different kinds of people. So if you are speaking to, uh, if you're speaking in sales like you or me, then you might want to speak to the sales manager at a corporation to get booked for speaking. And those would be great people. C-suite, speaker bureau and associations and corporate meeting professionals are all there on using LinkedIn. Love it. Love it. Now you did something really brilliant at the session that I saw you speaking on LinkedIn. You brought up um, the sales social selling index Mm -hmm. and it, it gives you a number of how you're doing on LinkedIn. And I did not know how I was doing on LinkedIn. <laughs> I had maybe heard the term once or twice, but I, I would suspect that <laughs> it actually taps into the competitor in us <laughs> by going, hey, wait a second, my index is too low. And eSpeakers does that really well as well. They'll give you a number and it's like, okay, I got to get in there and update my eSpeakers profile. So I am more competitive in this market. So when we brought up the SSI, my number was in the 60s out of 100. And I was like, what? Wait. And I actually (laughs) took action immediately. And you got me from, I forget what the number was, in the low 60s up to 71, which at least is maybe moderate. So first, let's tell everybody, first you go to Mm linkedin.com forward slash sales forward slash SSI. Right. Okay, and the SSI stands for Social Selling Index, just in case you get, um, you know, that's hard to remember. Yes. It's the SSI, Social Selling Index. Okay, yeah. let me say it again, just in case. And we'll also put it out in our show notes. LinkedIn.com mm-hmm. forward slash sales forward slash SSI. And you do need to be logged in and that will actually bring up your social selling dashboard. So my dashboard now says I'm in the top 2% in industry SSI rank and top 16% in the network SSI rank. What does that mean? Sure. The industry rank is all of the people who you have selected your professional industry. So for example, if you selected, as I would assume you would select trainer um, and speaker, professional coach and trainer, Mm -hmm. then it's you're in the top one or 2% of all of the people who selected that as an industry. There are probably, I don't know, there are multiple industries. It doesn't get really, really defined. But if you were, if you had accidentally selected building and materials, mm. your, it would totally change your profile and your algorithm and who you attract. Right. And then that would put you in that percentage for industry professionals and building and materials. Okay. 
The second number, your network, is all of the people who you are connected with. So all of your first person connections. That is the number that your score is relevant to those people. So I probably need to do better. What this says to me is that my network is doing really well. Yeah, you're and, connected with some high, and, high moving players. Yeah, yeah, movers and shakers, and that's good. But I need to be doing well amongst them, probably, of spending mm-hmm. time on LinkedIn. And I do recognize, and I did recognize, on the day that I pulled it up and it was in the 60s that I really hadn't been paying any attention to LinkedIn. I was, you know, aware every time I go on, you know, maybe 15 or 20 people Mm want to connect, great, connect, 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 (laughs) and then I do nothing with it. So shame on me, right? So um, let's go through the areas that you can actually work on in your social selling index. What do we have control of, Jennifer, and what do we not? Well, what I would say is that first off, if you have the social selling index open now, if you're looking at your own social selling index, I'm going to walk you through a couple pieces as you're looking at that. If you're not, just grab a pen and paper and take notes because you can always go back to it later. Great. When when you open that, you're going to see two different charts. On the left is going to be a pie chart with a big number in it, somewhere from zero to 100. And I'll say, Jane, 60 is actually pretty good for somebody who's not monitoring this. <laughs> many, many people I speak to are 20, 30, and 40 and really have some work to do to get this up. And I'm going to give you some tips specifically on what you could do. On the right-hand side are four is a pie chart with four different bars on it. The easiest things to improve is the top bar and the bottom bar. Mm. The top bar is about your branding. And this is so important for speakers. What I see a lot of times is people have gotten amazing websites. And then when I look over on LinkedIn, the branding isn't consistent or there's no branding there. I actually have reviewed um, several hundred speaker profiles. And one of the biggest things I found was that people didn't use specific keywords in their profile, Mm -hmm. like speaker. Right. So if I go to search for speakers and you don't have speaker in your profile, you're not going to come up as a speaker. And I found that true for even some of the biggest most well-known speakers that we find, maybe they don't need help getting booked like some of the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just put a, put a a pin in that for one second, because from my perspective, I'm always talking about position as an expert first and a speaker second. And so Mm -hmm. I want people to have a really clear promise on their website. But when it comes to LinkedIn, we need to be more specific. So I just want to give a little caveat there because people might be saying, but wait a second, I'm, I'm leading with my promise statement, which might normally be helpful, but in LinkedIn, we need to be specific that people will understand this is actually how you deliver mm-hmm. on your promise. Well, and that's a really excellent point. And I have to say, I agree with you 100%. So my recommendation to people, I always tell them this is put your positioning statement in your headline first, Mm. and then put things like speaker or sales expert also in your headline, because it's one, it's from a branding and marketing standpoint, but two, then it's also from a keyword algorithm search standpoint. So you're doing both of those things. If you've got that in your headline or at least in the beginning of your summary. Okay. That sounds really good. Okay. What's next? So in this branding position in the the first bar, the, the way that you can control that is 
by completing all of the sections in your profile. There will be a little blue bar up in the top right of your screen and it will say additional sections and you can just push that bar down, it's a drop down, and just make sure you complete everything. Some people think, oh, I don't want to complete education because it's not, um, it doesn't really matter, it's not really re relevant. Well, mm -hmm. that's true, but if you don't complete that section, it keeps you from having an all-star status. Okay, good. So that's put something good. in there. Okay. The other thing that's really important is multimedia. And this is so good for speakers because mm -hmm. every speaker should have a speaker video and a speaker one sheet and some headshots. Those components are missing from a lot of speaker profiles and helps you increase your score on LinkedIn if you have multimedia. Right. And I don't, I remember it came out a little bit wonky, but um, there's some problem in glitchy. There's a, it's a bit glitchy in putting your pictures up, but I did, I put up all, um, all of the books that I've written mm -hmm. and that was a big helpful thing. And I actually did go back and add my education. Um, I didn't have a big sexy uh, university education that I feel comfortable with, but I thought, oh, well, well, I did have an education, so let me put it on there. And um, that helped me. I think that was one of the biggest mm -hmm. things that helped. And also adding more media. And I would say even video of you talking to the mm -hmm. camera about what it is that you do yep. would be helpful in terms of adding uh, the video. If you don't have a big demo video, that's okay. Add yep. that instead. I'm not a big fan of the one sheet, but I'm sure if you have one, you might as well put it up there, right? Yeah. And you know, in, in, it's funny that you say that because I really put my heels in the sand about one sheets for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it, it somewhat isn't for me, but corporate meeting professionals want that. They want to see that. So I want to make it easy for them to be there. And the video, you're absolutely right. It doesn't, if you don't have a professional video or a demo reel, then you can do tips in your industry. Mm -hmm. That's easy to do on Facebook. And actually on LinkedIn, they have a live feature. You could do that on LinkedIn Live now. You can record it at home and put it on YouTube. All those kinds of ways. I mean, we're speakers, so that people want to see us speaking. So video is really important from a branding standpoint, but also from getting your social selling index up. So on a regular basis, if we are writing blogs or doing podcasts, that those links should be going out there. I know that for um, putting the blog out there, it's really easy. Is there anything that's kind of podcast specific yet on LinkedIn? No, not for podcast. And I consider podcast to be audio where I would consider web webinars to be video mm -hmm. um, and audio or video cast, some people call them. But for podcasts, you can put those, you can definitely put those on your LinkedIn profile too. It'll just be showing up as audio, but you can add uh, written words to say a description or mm -hmm. tell people what the benefit is to living listening to the podcast. And you certainly can promote your podcast on LinkedIn as well. Okay, good, good. That's got me, my brain is thinking about, yeah, okay, what do we need to be doing you, better yeah. on that? I mean, do we load them all up there? I don't know exactly. You know, would I wouldn't, that, honestly, that would take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't, what I would do is I would, I would, in, implement a standard operating procedure mm -hmm. where I would just start to post them as you're doing as them. They go. Because, okay. Yeah. The other thing about LinkedIn that's kind of a little bit funny is if you go and you post all of your stuff on one day, right? 
that's nice, but it doesn't actually help you. Okay. It's better to be more consistent. So I tell people, if you've got 52 blogs yeah. that you want to go put on LinkedIn, don't go put them all in one day. Put them once a week Good. because you're, you being on LinkedIn and engaging right. on a consistent basis actually helps your score go up more than going and putting 52 blogs on in one day. Right. Good, good, good. I think I, I think we have been promoting them every time, but I don't know that we've actually attached them to the profile. So I'm going to check on that and see whether or not um, we should be putting more audio out there. Okay. So what else? Anything else about the brand that we need to yeah, be thinking about? Actually, there are two other pieces and it's okay. why I focus on the brand part so much because it's the easiest and it also probably has the most pieces that you can control. Mm -hmm. So the the next thing is getting testimonials. Mm. They call it something different, but I it's testimonials. Recommendations or maybe or something. Recommendations, yeah. yeah. But getting testimonials from people is really important. And also publishing articles in their publishing platform, right. which is called LinkedIn's Publisher. Okay. And if you publish in there, your score will go up too. Some people call those long form um, posts. They're not actually, if you go in and you try to post, it's not actually a post, you write an article. So LinkedIn has their own blog publishing platform, just like WordPress or okay. anything else. Yeah. Good. Okay. So you want to make sure that you're taking <clears throat> advantage of those. If you're already writing for your own blog, we want to make <laughs> sure that we put them out on the publisher. Okay. Yeah. And you know, Jane, what I tell people who, if they are already writing blogs and they want people to get to their blog website or to their, they're putting their blogs on their website, mm -hmm. what I would say is in LinkedIn, you don't have to publish the entire blog in LinkedIn. Oftentimes what I will do is I will say, let's just say, I just wrote an article called 21 ways to promote your business in 2018. Maybe I put three of those ways in the blog post on LinkedIn and I say to read the rest of the article, click here and I get them back to my website. And that is actually the whole point of blogging. Thank you so much for bringing that up. You know, why do we do blogging? Well, we do it to raise our profile, but we also really want to drive people to our website. So even if you don't do it that exact way, do somehow bring people over to your website. That is really a good point that you just made. Thank you. I see people using all of these things separately, mm -hmm. social media and their websites. And what happens is they really are missing opportunities. They should be working all together. So right. when I'm sitting down working on a campaign, I'm thinking, well, how does this get back to my website? Because the ultimate goal is for me to get somebody on my email list right. so I can build a relationship with them there. Right. Exactly. Okay. Very good. All right. Are we good That's on branding? That's for the branding. Okay. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> so now the next one is around, uh, well, let's go from the, you said that the two easiest ones to uh, deal with are the professional brand and the bottom one, which is build relationships. Right. Somehow so I got up one, to 25 on that out of 25. Uh -oh. I have no idea what I did. So, <laughs> well, what? there's two components to that one. And it is one, how many connections do you have? So mm -hmm. if you have under 500 connections, okay. you really need to work on building more connections. 500 is kind of the baseline, the bottom line that you want to be at. Okay. And then you really want to keep building, continuing to build connections. Now, I don't just 
click the button and connect with every single person because there's an option to do that. But I actually try to really look at their profile and see if they have something of value to offer or if I have something of value to offer them to be connected. I do just a little bit of research on each connection. And then I send them a personal invitation, letting them know why I want to connect with them. Now, some people might think, well, this takes a lot of time mm-hmm. um, to do that, but I want to build relationships with people. So time is important to that piece. Right. Just sending out a mass connection doesn't help me build relationships with people. So you're talking <clears throat> about kind of an outbound strategy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think that is really where most people feel like, okay, LinkedIn, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Um, they aren't quite ready to put in the time. So give us some guidelines in terms of how much time do you think it really takes to use LinkedIn well? Mm-hmm. I would say if you are spending five to 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. engaging with people, right. and then you're spending a little bit of time every week on putting your blog post there, mm-hmm then that would be a sufficient amount of time. Okay. And I think people, once you start to use it, you actually will want more of it because LinkedIn gives you business news. Mm-hmm. Right. It's my place I use for news. Facebook's got all kinds of stuff going on over in Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right? Those, all, uh, I don't want to say it incorrectly, but it's crazy <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's crazy town over in <laughs> You've got news, you've got political, you've got drama, oh, yeah. you've got, you know, There's a lot relatives of drama. that you don't really want to yeah. be <laughs> connected with. Yeah. Okay. But in LinkedIn, I find news, I find articles, I find valuable information on the speaking industry, I find valuable information on companies, and I can connect and and engage with people in companies. You know, if I wanted to be speaking at IBM, I can go research people in IBM and I can find out who are the right people I should connect with and then how do I engage with them. So I actually think you could spend a little bit of time there and you'll find yourself wanting to spend more time there, but not time that is wasted like it is over in crazy town, Mm -hmm. but time that is research for your business. Yeah. Okay. You said it nicely there, crazy town. Um, So (laughs) how about we say, look, just commit five, let's say five minutes a day and, and see, you know, maybe do that for 30 days and see whether or not you uh, are starting to see more of the relationships building. And one of the things I want to recommend is um, we have a second, uh, we have a second podcast on social selling uh, with our my friend and client Erin Gargan, and she uses the pub method when reaching out to people. Pub being personal, useful, and brief. And I'm sure you will concur that when people connect with you, let's see, you're on the receiving end of it now. You're not reaching out. You're on the receiving mm-hmm. end. Somebody connects with you. This just happened to me this morning. Um, and they do what I call the show up and throw up. They connect. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I know, I'm reading like a three page letter. Look, <laughs> dude, I don't even know who you are. And now you expect me to read a three page letter and, and, and very likely on something that I really don't care about. So mm-hmm. can we just say when you are building relationships that you keep it brief and that you keep it u- useful? And if you could figure out that personal personal element, great. 
it drives me crazy when people do that. And I've been tricked too, which means somebody's reached out to me and said, I'm really interested in following you as a sales leader and marketing leader, blah, blah, blah. And, and stroke my ego, stroke my ego, which is, that's all a really good thing. Mm-hmm. But then it comes to asking me some questions and then will you take a look at my sales stuff and then now will you buy it? Mm. It's like, I feel like I've just been duped. So don't do that. Yeah. Um, find out by reading my posts, by reading my what I share, do a little bit of research on me, see what you might be able to help me with, and then give me a piece of value. Yeah. And I love it when somebody says, hey, I just thought this article might be of interest to you. That's okay. It. Thank you. Thank you for not doing the show up and throw up. And I know that's a kind of a vulgar term, but it's, it's, it's a vulgar um, thing to do. <laughs> so it's appropriate. It is, right. Okay. All right. So Let's say five minutes a day on building relationships. That's going to get your score higher. So we've established our brand and we're building our relationships. Is there anything we can do about those two middle numbers? Find the right people, engage with insights. Yeah, actually, the we're, we already talked about one, which is the second one um, is the daily activity mm-hmm. and That's what you just talked about. So if you just spend five minutes a day, you're going to increase that number. The other part of that is you searching for people. So going right into the search bar at the top and looking for people you might want to be connected with. Now, the way that I do this is if I'm at a conference, that's when I get a lot of people. So I'll get their business cards. I will search for them. I will find them and I will send them a private message, just like I did with you. Hi, Jane. It was really great to watch your session today. I learned a lot of helpful tools and I might even name one specific tool. Mm. Love to connect you with you on LinkedIn. Um, The, the last bar that we talked about, another piece of that is how many people accept your connections. So the m- percentage of people that accept your connections, many people will just accept them. Right. But some people get very particular. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that you are searching and then writing that custom message. And that'll help you with both the second bar okay. and the fourth bar. I just accept everybody, and but I don't actually reach out and ask anybody to connect with me. But I should probably be doing that more in order to get that number mm-hmm. up. Right. Okay. That'll help you with the second part. And actually, mm-hmm. even since coming to your session, I've actually tried to be on LinkedIn at least once a day doing something. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's actually helped to drive the numbers up a little bit too. Okay. Right. And so the more that you're on LinkedIn, the more that you will be in other people's news feeds. So this is a very important part. I met a person at that same conference we're talking about. And she messaged me and she said, oh my gosh, after I met with you and we connected, I see you everywhere. Yes. Yeah. It's like the yellow Volkswagen. (laughs) You say yellow Volkswagen, then you see them everywhere. Right. And uh, it's true for me too. You were everywhere once I had connected with you. And that just goes to reassure someone that, oh, well, I want somebody who knows what they're talking about, about LinkedIn. And there you were everywhere on LinkedIn. Right. And that can be the same for everybody on this call. If you just work that is if you meet a corporate meeting professional, say, or somebody who works for an association at an event and you follow the steps I just told you, now all of a sudden you're in front of them all the time. How awesome is that? Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, so um, we've the third really, piece. Sorry, we didn't you go ahead. The third, third piece. piece. You, 
Yeah, I'll just real quick, I'll cover that, which was engage with insights. So the things you can do here are like, comment, and share on other people's stuff. And then join groups. You mm. can have up to 50 groups in LinkedIn that you're affiliated with. And then also what one thing we already talked about was sending the private messages. So that's a way to control that too. So when it comes to joining groups, one mm -hmm. of the things that I might recommend, so... Um, some of my clients, we, we try to narrow it down to three industries that they want to be uh, viewed as the expert in and then brought in to speak. So let's give an example. Um, maybe, well, actually one of my clients, Marilyn Sherman, she's really well known in the food service industry. And so, and that tends to cross some barriers too. It could be food manufacturing, it could be uh, restaurants, there could be a lot of different elements about that. Mm -hmm. So those are the groups that Marilyn wants to be participating in on LinkedIn, right? Right, exactly. So I love that you're giving that example because sometimes people will go in and say, well, I want to be part of all these speaker groups. And that's all great. Yeah, but that's where your competition is hanging right, out. Right, right. You need to be hanging out where your clients are hanging out. So right. yeah, definitely identify those in particular groups. And for Marilyn, who's fantastic, you know, you she may be in multiple different industry groups within, you know, w the overall arching umbrella. Yeah, I think she's probably doing that. And, uh, y you know, maybe there are some groups that house if, if it's a if it's an association, even better. Now mm -hmm. you've got the leaders of all the, the corporations that you want to get in front of gathering in one place. And that's our goal is to really see some impact. Have you seen anybody who has really done this well, like infiltrated a group really well or anything that you've done yourself? Well, I'm going to actually give you an example of somebody who just told me recently a story that he he attended one of my training classes and he sent me a private message just last week and he had been trying to he he works for a big um a cable company that does internet service. Okay. And he had been trying to get in touch with this owner of a, a certain type of a business. I couldn't even tell you what kind of businesses it, it is. It was like a manufacturing company. Mm -hmm. He had been trying to get in touch with this owner of this business for seven years. He had been prospecting for seven years. Now, to me, I would have probably just taken the <laughs> list, but you know, this guy's like a dog on a bone. And I he could up. not get a, get a hold of the person. Wow. He was told to call this person and that person and a different person in the organization. The other day, he sent me an email that was from the prospect and actually the decision maker. And the email said, um, thanks for getting in touch with me. What can you do for XYZ, some language I don't know in their, their world? Mm -hmm. Send me a proposal. Wow. So seven years of dogged determination and LinkedIn is the way in the door. Yep. And, and this was, I, he was in my training like three weeks ago and within two weeks yeah. he has a proposal to this person. So he figured out the way to getting in there. Right. So let's talk, uh, can we circle back? I don't know if we covered everything we might need to talk about when it comes to reaching out to a prospect. Let's see that you're, well, let's say that you are Marilyn and you want to get yourself in front of ABC Food Manufacturing Company. What's the first step that she might take? The first step she would take is to search 
for the right people to be connected Mm -hmm. to. So who's the decision maker? And she probably knows this and you probably know this more than anybody because decision makers are different depending on your company or organization. Mm -hmm. So if you know who, what job title that decision maker has, you can start to search for those people and then narrow them down to geographic location. Somebody closest to you if possible, or if you know that they have a particular event or whatever, you can find them based on that geographic location. Then I would connect with that person and I would just send them a message. You only have so many characters in a message, so Mm -hmm. you can't send a long message, which is fun because I find that people use too many words and messages anyway. So it's a good challenge to get those words down to a minimum number that makes a statement. So she might even send them a message and say, I'd love to connect with you. I work with whomever and I would love to find out if you can help me determine who's the person responsible for booking speakers Mm -hmm. at whatever event. I think it's fine to do that because you're asking somebody for some help. You're saying that you've been a speaker, but you've got to, you don't have very many characters. So you have to be very specific about what it is you're saying. You might even send a demo video or um, an article. You know, she, I'm okay. sure Marilyn has been published and, you know, you might send an article. Here's a, an article that I read. You can also see who your mutual connections are. And you can go look Uh, at the mutual connections. And the thing about mutual connections is I have a lot of mutual connections and I don't really know the people. So you have to, you can't rely on people you don't know. But Mm. if you, if one person is your friend, Kelly, then you might reach out to Kelly first. Right. And say, Kelly, I noticed your connection with this person. What do you know? Can we have a conversation? Is yeah. there, could you make an introduction for me? I mean, that's another way to go. But I think I those need that. to start with, do you really need, do you really know Kelly? Right. <laughs> exactly. There's I a would good chance it might not be. Very sparingly. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Okay, good. All right. That's really good. So she's got a place to start. And you know, she's, that, if sorry. I could add one more thing to yes. that, Jane. Before I sent that message out, I actually would go to the person's profile. I would look at what they're liking, commenting, or sharing. Are they writing articles, posting articles, and publishing articles? I would do three minutes of research first on what that person is into Mm -hmm. before I made um, an email message to them because there might be something in that research that would help you make a connection with make that person. More personal. That's yeah, that I mean, personal of the pub yes. method. Personal, useful, brief. Um, that, you know, I see that you have blah, blah, blah. You know, me too. I think that that's something that um, right. people can really use to, I mean, I'm sure I'm saying things all over LinkedIn that somebody might be able to uh, find something personal to connect with me on. And I will reach back if it is that way, but I won't if it's just a long sales letter. Right. Yeah, that's really good. Yep. Okay. All right. So we've covered a lot of ground. What do we need to do to fill in the blanks? Oh, uh, let me just clarify. Are you using any upgraded version of LinkedIn? You know, I'm not right now, but I am actually considering it. So it probably will do that this year. Okay. One of the reasons I'm not using it is because I believe that there's a ton of work that people can do in here to 
establish their professional brand, to connect with people, to build influence and to get prospects that you can do without having the upgraded version. However, there is an upgraded version called Sales Navigator that I'm looking into and it offers a lot more a lot more opportunity to manage your prospects and connections to make it's it's like a CRM system within that database and you can tag people there's more things that you can do with it but before you even think about that mm-hmm. i think you need to make sure that you have a good profile from the free stuff that you've right. got and and you know that's such good advice because i think most people try to throw money at the problem mm-hmm. and that's not if you don't have a solid profile to begin with if you're not really willing to or interested in doing the work on a daily basis then you're just throwing more money out the window, aren't you? Well, I think so. Why why invest in that if you don't understand how to use it? And if you don't have a basic understanding of the free platform, I really doubt you're going to understand the upgraded yeah. version. Okay. But for people who have, you know, a linked a social selling index score of 65, 70 up in the 80s, the mm-hmm. highest I've seen, I've had an 84. Mm-hmm. Um, the highest my gurus that I follow tell me is that they have maybe an eight, they can get up to an 89. Okay. Outside of that, you have to have Sales Navigator or one other premium product okay. to be able to increase that social selling score. Good. Wow. You have covered so much with us today. <laughs> Is there any holes that we've left? Anything that we might need to do to fill in a missing piece? Yeah, I would say one piece that I think is really important for people is to take a look at their skills and endorsements mm-hmm. and make sure that they have, you can select three to be show up in the top and then the others are based on a drop down. Most people don't hit the drop down. Oh. Make sure those top three are the things that you want to be known for. Right. I looked at someone's profile the other day and they had three totally random I, they're not random, actually. They're they're specific. But what happened is it's not who they want to right, be. Right. It's people, their old business. People have endorsed me for lots of things that I've thought, why would you endorse me for that? Like that just, right. it, it felt like there was a flurry of endorsements going on maybe a few years ago when LinkedIn started to get hotter and people mm-hmm. were just clicking any button. And I thought, well, that's not meaningful. That's not meaningful to mm-hmm. me. So I really don't want that to show up on my profile. So that's a good piece of advice to make sure that those top three are the ones that in, you want to be known for. Right. Good. Yeah. And make sure you you have your contact information on there. So many profiles ah. I look at, there's no email, there's no phone number. Um, there's nothing else beyond connecting in LinkedIn to get a hold of you. If I'm a customer, though, and I'm ready to book you as a speaker, I probably want your phone number. I want to know your mm-hmm. website or your email address. Oh, but if oh. you don't have any way to get connected besides the in, the messenger, I think that's a downfall. Okay, that's really good. And, you know, we might think that's basic, but in fact, a lot of people may be missing it because they just haven't been paying attention. We're not trying to make anybody feel bad here. They just haven't been paying attention because there's so much to do out there. So let's assume that you're listening to this podcast because you do want to do something about it. 
Um, so don't feel bad. Just start from where you are and let's start to build and get some of those basic things out yeah. there and done very, very quickly. Well, Jennifer, um, my goodness, you've given us so many great things. Uh, you have a free ebook out on your website. Tell everybody how to get it and what it's called. Sure. This ebook is LinkedIn to get more customers. And you're absolutely right. You do not need to feel bad at all. In fact, 2018 is the year of LinkedIn, according Ooh. to many social media gurus. Okay. So if you haven't done anything before, it's not too late. Good. Get started. And you can go to my website, which is Darling Coaching. That's my last name, DarlingCoaching.com. And right on the top, you can uh, download the free ebook that I have there on LinkedIn. And it'll walk you through everything you need to do to update your profile. It'll give you a marketing sheet, a template to help you kind of figure out the branding piece. Mm. And then there's also a self-assessment on the um, near the back. And you can go and see what uh, criteria I use to help assess people's profiles. So you can go right on my website and you can get that free resource and that'll help you a ton. Fantastic. And we'll put a link to that right right in the show notes. And I want to say thank you uh, so much for taking the time to give us this deep dive into LinkedIn today. Jennifer Darling, thank you. Thank you so much, Jane. I love your podcast. and I'm really thankful that I was able to be a guest on it today. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Well, thank you, everyone. We're coming to you live from Wealthy Speaker headquarters where the snow is piling up outside. You probably <laughs> heard my fireplace on behind me here because I'm trying to stay warm. And um, I will see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Wealthy Speaker Show. Please visit speakerlauncher.com for your free Wealthy Speaker audit and visit speakerlauncher.com forward slash podcast for show notes and many more resources to help you catapult your speaking business. See you soon, Wealthy Speakers.